Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking in into the best Houston sports podcast at a winning night for the Astros. It's our live Astros Rangers game four post game show. Robert with Stephen Kerr. Seven years of journalism between the two of us. If you're a first timer, we're Astros fans, lifers. We've covered sports. We've covered Houston sports over the years. And Stephen, can we get the Astros players virtual classes by Sunday to make Minute Maid Park look like Globe Life Park? I mean, is there a way to do that? Well, I was wondering if there's a way we just play all the rest of our postseason games at Globe Life Park. That, that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, we we could change the name to Minute Maid Globe Life Park. I, I think that'd be okay. You know, it's still the same ball ballpark. Um, whatever we have to do, Robert, just, just keep going. Cause man, this is, it's become a series again. This is what the Astros needed to do. And I'll tell you something. Uh, there is one thing that bothers me just a little bit. This series is eerily similar to the 2019 world series, because if you notice, Robert, the road team has won every game in this series. Now, the one thing that didn't happen in 2019 that's happening in this series, the home team has not had a lead in one single inning in this series. Is that crazy or what? The difference is Jose Arquiti did not show up in this series like he did in 2019. And Max Scherzer did not, has not at, at this point showed up. Now there's a game seven and we'll see, yeah. but uh, you know, that, that, that's still a possibility. You know, we, we hit Scherzer in game seven, but yeah, I, I'm not really thinking about that at this point. I, I obviously I'm worried about them trying to win at Min, Minute Maid Park, but yeah, I'm not thinking about that series because it, it just felt like a totally different deal. And I, I never felt in this series, like the Astros were prohibitive favorites in that national series. You just felt like if you lost it, you know, you, you, you lost a big chance at a, at a championship. Yeah. Well, it just especially hurt because they were up three games to two and they lost the final two. But, you know, this series, Robert, I mean, this, this is kind of what we thought it would be. It, it took a little while to get to it. But this is the series we thought. Now, yeah, the, the Rangers were held to only three runs, but it sure felt like they were in the game a lot longer than they actually were. Because, you know, the crowd's into it and they've got some dangerous hitters in that lineup. We all know that. So how about this shot? How about how about this one, Stephen? In five of their last six games at Globe Life, the Astros have scored at least ten runs. The only exception last night when they scored a measly eight. Eight. Ah, what yeah. what a disappointment last night was. I know. Well, I think it's it's sixty nine runs in the last six games. So what what is that about eleven plus runs a game? Then if if, if I'm doing my math right, eleven point something. Yeah, something like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, I it's about 11 plus runs a game. So that's, that's pretty darn good. They almost eclipsed that tonight. All right. Get in the comments. We want to hear from you. Hope you're out there. Tell your friends to tune in. We're going to have some fun talking Astros for the next few minutes. Uh, we'll probably go about 30 in this show. That's what we typically go. But if you guys got comments, we'll go extra. I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Let's unpack it. And let's start with that first inning. Hot start again. Altuve double Dubon, who Dusty moved to second in the order. We can talk about Dubon a little bit later. He singles. Bregman doubles into the gap. Jordan singles. And wham, four straight hits to start the game. Three-nothing Astros. 
And Stephen, before the Rangers could record an out, they had three runs on the board. It only took 10 pitches to get those three runs, Robert. That's how quick it was. Three pitches. And, yeah, the Astros did the same thing uh, in the previous game. They got off to a 3 nothing lead in the first inning. The difference, of course, though, is, you know, the, it, it took them a little longer to do it in that game. But, man, 10 pitches and boom, boom, boom. You got three runs. First four runners reach base. That's the kind of Astros hitting that we're used to. Later in the inning, though, they load the bases for Molly, and unlike game three, he strikes out too much to ask for his second big hit with the bases yeah. loaded in two nights. And, Stephen, it's not the miracle on ice that happens twice a week. I mean, come on, we can't expect Molly to do it again. <laughs> well, no, I, but, you know, it's funny because I remember putting in my notes they might need some of those runs later that they coughed up with the bases loaded. Thankfully, they did not, but it, it just, you know, the, the good news, Robert, Finally, a refreshing bit of news. The Astros were 8 for 16 with runs in scoring position. That's more like it. Yeah, you talk about missed opportunities. Two on for Jordan and Abreu in the second. Five runners left on base in the first. Two for the Astros because those two guys ground out. They had a big night, but that was not a good inning for them. And if anybody is wondering, yep, I'm panicking a little bit about these missed opportunities. And it's for good reason at this point because, lo and behold, the Rangers beat up Urquidy. Garcia solo home run, followed by a walk, a double, and a sack fly. And Seager hits a solo shot in the third. And, Stephen, what were you thinking about right at this point? I was thinking that Urquidy was not going to last much longer. I mean, even the outs he was getting were some pretty hard contact against him. You know, he, he got out with uh, one, two, three inning in the first, but – you know, things just kind of went downhill from there. You could tell really even in the first inning, Robert, he wasn't going to be sharp. The only thing you hope for is he could just, you know, like Justin Verlander does, just keep the collateral damage to a minimum. But he just couldn't do it. So, yeah, at that point, I knew that Dusty was going to have to pull him pretty shortly. You didn't think maybe we could leave him in a little bit longer? No. I was. I just felt the game was too close at that point to, to take a chance. You know, you, you can't go down. You can't afford to go down 3-1. You know, managers are going to get more aggressive. You know, Bruce, uh, Bruce Bochy did the same thing. You know, of course, he, he was he had the, those three runs in the first inning. He, he wasn't going to keep Haney in very long anyway. But, no, I just felt I, – I think Dusty saw the same thing I did. You could tell that Arkady just wasn't going to have it tonight. You hoped he'd pull it together, but it just wasn't going to happen. Give – the truck driver, the mullet, Ryan Stanek, some credit because he comes in one pitch, double play. So the Astros out of it, and they had to go back to work. And then another golden opportunity in the fourth. Bases loaded. Should be a big inning. Bregman, Jordan, Abreu, nobody out. But Bregman strikes, on, strikes out rare swing and miss on a terrible two-strike pitch in the dirt. Jordan just misses a grand slam, long sack fly. It's a run, but it feels like you need about four in this game to do something. So I'm sweating. You're sweating. Everybody's sweating. But, man, Steven, they got four because Abreu crushes it. That was his third postseason home run of at least 430 feet. He's alive, and it's incredible what he's been doing. Man, is it ever. That ball traveled 438 feet. And you know what? The ball, the, the sack fly that Jordan hit went 401 feet. 
I mean, they, the Astros were getting some hard contact of their own. And let's talk about that walk to Maldonado for a moment. It came after he was down in the count 0-2. And, you know, you, you talk about some patience at the plate. And, you know, you walk the nine hitter. When you walk the nine place hitter to start an inning, you, the other team needs to make you pay. And it almost looked like the Astros weren't going to do it. But, yeah, they finally did come through. And, man, that three-run homer couldn't have come at a better time. Oh, my God. And he, he had a really good at-bat, too, I have to add. Yeah. And I, also, I'm going to take a minor break right now. A little, uh, you know, we're going to take a seventh-inning stretch a little early because, <laughs> Stephen, man, the, the thing that was just driving me nuts this whole game was – Fox and they they've been doing this the whole series and I don't understand it. They go to ump cam in a live at bat. And I'm not the only one that's pissed about this. I've heard other people talk about it. It drives you crazy. It's a terrible view. What, why do I want to see an ump view of, you know, the best view after you guys have got the best view of the ball game of anybody. We're looking right in at the batter and they're giving us, you know, ump cam. Hey, that's fine in a replay, but you know, you just don't do that. You don't do that. And if you don't know that you don't do that as a director, go talk to somebody. It's, it's just, I, I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to you, Stephen, but man, for, for us, it was driving us crazy. Well, I, I have to say, Robert, I think sometimes, you know, the, the TV people get a little bit too creative. I mean, I, every once in a while, I don't mind, you know, players or coaches being mic'd up, but I really don't like to see it that often because, first of all, it's, I don't know, it's kind of distracting, or it can be. Sometimes it can be funny, but, yeah, showing the umpires that much, I don't see <laughs> I, I don't see what the point is. You, you can see their signal certainly clear enough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little puzzled by what their motive was for doing that. Anybody else, anybody else out there feel the same way I do? Let me know. So let's keep going. Astros are saved. This is a headline, isn't it? Right, Stephen? The Astros are saved by a batting glove in the fifth. This is your headline for the game. Abreu catches a laser line drive on what should have been a double or more, but it was right at Abreu, and that helps him double off the runner at first. It looked like a double, you know, it looked like he was going to double the guy off at first, and then I got pissed at Jose because he didn't dive after the runner. And I mean, I don't know what he was doing or what he was thinking. I mean, this is the playoffs. You dive after the runner that's trying to get back, but thank goodness for a floppy batting glove in a back <laughs> pocket and slow motion, instant replay. This would not have happened when you and I were kids. We would not have had this thing overturned. And I learned a new thing in baseball, Stephen, don't leave your batting glove hanging out because you never know. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before, Robert, I, you know, as far as, you know, tagging the batting gloves, because if you were, if it was where they were, were they even part of the uniform? You know, that was my question until, of course, they overturned the call. So obviously they considered it part of the uniform, but I don't think, I, I cannot recall ever seeing anything like that in a baseball game where your batting gloves are tagged and you're called out. I mean, that was, you talk about a lucky call and a, and a big break for the Astros. And wouldn't you know, it was Jose Abreu on the other end of that. He'd already hit a three-run homer. I mean, we could almost call him October Abreu right now. Yeah, mark it down in your scorebook. Batting glove part of the body. The batting glove is part of the body. <laughs> as long as it's attached to the body, the batting glove is a part of the body. 
yeah, that's nuts. And you, you just have to be, you know, punching yourself if you're on the Rangers, uh, in the Rangers dugout that, you know, that, that play happened and that's how it was overturned because that could have been a huge game changing moment right there. You know, these playoff games, there's always like these moments that just are beyond belief that, you know, something weird happens and, and you never know what it's going to be. And, and that could have been one of them right there. Yeah, that's what the the postseason is just full of things like that, Robert. I mean, how many great defensive plays have we seen just in this series? And then, you know, crazy plays like that. I mean, it just the postseason is full of them. You go back almost every year in baseball, I bet you will find at least a few really wacky plays. And you got to put that one in there for sure. Okay, speaking of wacky, Abreu gets a walk in the seventh and steals a base for the first time in two years and like once over the last four or something like <laughs> no, that. No, he's, he's only had one stolen base. Before tonight, he only had one stolen base since 2019. Yeah, just it's really strange. But the stolen base didn't matter because Chas said, you know what, you can walk home. Two-run bomb off of Will Smith. And Steven, Chas loves lefties, so not a big surprise. But, hey, I, I got to take a second here and show – Dusty Baker, some love. Dusty Baker takes more garbage than any manager that's done it. What he's done over the last from few us years sometimes and, even. Oh, oh yeah, I mean I, <laughs> I'm guilty as, as as much as the rest of them, but he pushed the right buttons the last two nights with the lineup: Brantley, Chaz, and the new Mister October, Mauricio Dubon. Those three guys all came up in big situations and made big plays when he was moving them around in the lineup and figuring out which two of those three are going to play every night. Yeah, it, it's great when you can have this problem. And, you know, earlier in the season, Robert, you didn't have this luxury with all the injuries that the Astros had going on. You know, you couldn't have done that, but that the team is healthy now. You've got some options. You know, you didn't play Brantley today, didn't use him at all as a pinch hitter. You could put him back in in tomorrow's game. So, you know, this is the kind of this is a manager's dream if you're dusty, because you've got all these options to play with, and just about all these hitters have, have just hit well in that ballpark. Hey, I'm gonna ask you a, a, a trivia question for tonight. Let's see if you can figure it out. Who was the Astros winning pitcher tonight, Steven? <laughs> all right, I'll have to think about that. Um when they were when they got ahead four to three, right? <clears throat> yeah. Let's yeah. see here. Um, I'm gonna guess Hunter Brown. No, he threw one pitch in the entire. Oh, it was game. Stanek. Yeah, that's right. He threw that one pitch, and then they scored the next inning. You're right. How how crazy is that? That I is mean. crazy. And it was a big pitch. It was a double play to get him out of that inning. And you know that's kind of an advantage because you could use him tomorrow if you needed him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big deal. And you want to know what else is a big deal? They did not have to use Maris, Abreu, or Presley. No, that is a big deal because now you have them for tomorrow. If you've got a close game, uh, which it very likely will be, uh, you know, you just you almost think it's it has to be. But if it is, you've got your leverage. Now, the Rangers didn't use their leverage uh, relievers either. But no matter, you're pretty confident that Justin Verlander is going to give you at least five innings, maybe even six if he's on a good night, but probably five. And you, you could even use J.P. France if he gets into trouble earlier. And then 
you know, you could use Stanek again. Then you've got your leverage reliever. So the Astros bullpen, Dusty has used it to the best that he possibly can. And it's not in bad shape going three games in a row like this. Boy, I don't know if we've seen a better postseason in Astros history, at least to this point, than Jordan Alvarez. And the thing is, he didn't have an extra base hit in this game, Stephen. And that was like a victory for the Rangers. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like maybe you could say Carlos Beltran had a better postseason because he was also making the defensive plays. Yeah. But Man, Jordan's just scary out there. And it's not just that he's getting big hits. He's getting RBIs and home runs. He, he would have had another home run, as we talked about last night, if it wasn't for a defensive play. But what is it, six home runs in this series? And just uh, I think his OPS is over 1,500 or something like that. Something nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. And, you know, even when he has an out, it seems like he, he hits the ball hard. So even even his outs are loud. And that's when you know that you're you're on as a hitter is when you can get you just make contact, even hard contact, and you run into outs. I mean, it's just one of those things that happens. But man, when he gets a hold of one, it, it, there's just no there's just there's no way to describe this guy and what he's been doing for the last several years, Robert. Not just this postseason, but I mean, think of what this guy has done for the Astros in the last few years in the postseason. Kudos to the television crew for Fox getting one thing right. They talked about it towards the end of the game and they were hundred percent spot on. They've either been talking to somebody or actually doing their homework or maybe they're watching the Astros games. I don't know, but they said Jose Altuve starting to hit is about the biggest thing for the Astros because Altuve is such a spark to this offense and Stephen, we we talked about this ad nauseum. Mastros fans oh, yeah. know this, but this is not a s- secret. But yeah, Jose Altuve starting to hit, even as well as Jordan was hitting. Altuve is just bigger. It, it's it's a bigger deal. It, he he's always a big deal. Yeah, there are just some guys. I know we talked about this last night, Robert, but there are just some guys who are the spark plug of the team, and and Altuve is that guy. You know, in the eighth inning, he he could have had a home run if it didn't hit that yellow line. <laughs> It had to turn into a double, but, you know, and, and here's something else about Altuve. Did you know, actually two things. Did you know that tonight's game was his 100th of the postseason? I think there are only seven players, seven other players who have done that. And it was four years ago today, speaking of spark plug, speaking of getting the Astros to the World Series, speaking of big hits, Jose Altuve's walk-off home run that got the Astros into the World Series was four years ago today. Can you believe that, Robert? And you and I, were we podcast after that game because we were doing the Astros post-game live shows then. Yep, and I remember after the game telling everybody, hey, he's wearing this secret mic. Did you see it when they ripped off his shirt? Yeah. I've got a real, real good source. She's a fake person on, on Twitter, and she's going to blow this whole thing up. And Jose Altuve is going to be the laughing stock of all of Major League Baseball, and he's going to get booed in every ball. How can you have ever predicted this whole set of garbage? With and I'll use the term garbage uh, purposefully here, but how can you have like this whole set of garbage after that that one moment? It should be one of the great moments, really, of any player's history. What he yeah. did against him in that moment against Aroldis Chapman, and instead. 
all it what it did was ignite hatred by every fan base in the major league baseball and made Jose Altuve look like the enemy. And the funny thing is baseball players love him. Astros fans love him. Pretty much any fan that's ever met him loves him. Uh, the TV guys just can't say enough about what kind of person he is and the way he plays the game and all of those things. And, you know, it's just, yeah, Jose Altuve coming alive. You know, it's perfect. It's a little Halloween coming up and everything like that. He's he's doing this Frankenstein. He's coming alive at just the right moment. There, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> just keep it up. Keep it up, Jose. Keep it up. The Astros have now won 18 of their last 21 road games. I, I got an idea, Stephen. You know, if we can't get the virtual glasses done, we need to bring in David Copperfield, and he does that thing where he puts the cloak <laughs> over the over all of Minute Maid Park, and then he brings down the cloak, and it's like, oh my God, he's moved Globe Life right right into Houston. <laughs> we'll take that. Oh, that's a great idea. I, I know that just whatever we need to do, let's just do it because they own this ballpark. And you know, I I, I just saw something here I wanted to mention about Alvarez. Every time when he drives in at least one run. The Astros are nineteen and two in the last twenty-one wow. games. That's wow. that's just crazy. Nineteen and two. That, that's counting tonight's game, by the way. Yeah. Well, he, when he drives in a run, a lot of times it's a home run, and yeah, and, and it feels like it, it's game-changing home runs. Uh, I mean, so many of them. I mean, he's just he's had so many unbelievable home runs. I I, I posted it on Twitter. Um, let me let me throw out the numbers just. Um, Stephen, in case you missed my post, but um, uh, this is very interesting as far as Astros postseason OPS in their career. And at this moment, and I think I've got it right at this moment, Berkman had a 949 OPS for his career OPS in the postseason, which is, which is, you know, crazy. I mean, yeah. especially when it, Jordan's what I've got him at right now is 922. Although he's moving on Berkman fast. So who knows what he's going to do by the end of the series. But right now, he's Berkman's a little bit behind. And then Altuve, 841, really good. And then i got to go down to, you know who's jealous watching this? Biggio and Bagwell. Biggio yeah, had a 618 yeah. career OPS in the postseason. Bagwell had a career 685. OPS in the postseason, Stephen. Yeah, you know those guys have to be jealous. And as, as great of players as they were, I mean, you know, they, they only got to one World Series. And, you know, Bagwell was – he had that shoulder injury. He probably shouldn't have even played. But there was no way he was going to miss that World Series. They put him in there in 2005. I mean, it, you know what, it, Robert, it's just great to go down the list now and see these Astros hitters – starting to either lead or be among the top in the main statistics. I mean, years ago, you couldn't really say that. Maybe one or two guys. But now you're starting to go down the list, you know, of, of records or just leading, you know, stat leaders for a season or a group of seasons. And you're starting to see more Astros names in those stats than you ever did before. All right, Stephen, is there any – thing that i missed in this game any notes that you had or should we look forward to uh game five tomorrow afternoon well i think we just look forward to game five robert i, I mean the momentum is definitely on the astro side they just they if they can win this and get ahead i mean it, it is definitely a possibility 
Jordan Montgomery was lights out last time, but you know what? Justin Verlander only gave up two runs. He pitched pretty well, too. And being in this ballpark and the way the Astros have been hitting, I don't know if they can do the same to Jordan Montgomery, but I think if they do, Robert, they need to do the very same thing they've done. Get off to a fast start. Get on them early. That's the best thing to do. And then Verlander in the bullpen, hold on, and you come back to Minute Maid 3-2, and at that point, anything can happen. Do you remember a baseball playoff series where it felt like the games were always decided in the first three innings, three or four? I'd have to go back. I, I mean, it, it's, you know, like I said, the 2019 series was weird. But, yeah, I, for, as far as the way this series has gone, it's it's been a little different, I think. Yeah, it just feels like you score and get that good lead early. And then the Astros, I mean, the Astros got a lead early, but then the Rangers came back. But then the Astros again you know, by, what was it, the fourth or fifth inning, they got a four-run yeah. lead, and then it felt like that was the death blow to the game a little bit. I mean, it's still, you know, with these two teams, there's still a lot of innings to go, but you, you just feel like every single one of these games, it's over by, some of them have been the third inning, some of them the fourth or fifth. I mean, within the first few innings, it it, it just has a feeling like, okay, that's it, because, you know, somebody jumped out, and and it also mattered a little bit the previous games that that meant a, a certain pitcher was performing well, but this game, it, it wasn't the case, you know, or gets yanked and, you know, just, you know, the, the thing is we're not going to see your the rest of the series. So the Astros aren't going to need him. Right. And, 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 and then the real question becomes Steven, what, what happens? Cause now we know there's a game six, what's going to happen with Fromber. What are they going to do? Uh, is always, putting Hunter Brown on ice and he's just ready if Romber gets in trouble. I don't know, but game six is on Sunday is going to be super interesting. Yeah, it certainly would be. Um, I, and, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking back as far as other series. I, I mean, this game tonight, Robert, as I said earlier, I, you know, I didn't feel like it was a, a 10 to three blowout. It was closer than that, you know, and, and of course game three certainly was closer you know, eight to five, you know, the Astros were pretty dominant in that game, but the Rangers fought back. So you didn't really feel until maybe the last two or three innings of this game, you could probably breathe a little bit. But other than that, you just kind of felt like the Rangers, they could catch fire anytime. And that's just the kind of ball club they are right now. So yeah, this series is definitely going to be interesting. You know, with a game, a game six, Huh, you got you, I mean, you hate to say that you're going to be worried about Fromber pitching in game six. When was the last time we've said that before this postseason, Robert? Because, yeah, it, it's definitely worrisome, especially with the way he's been pitching at home the last several games and the way the Astros have been playing at home. Nobody jumping in the comments. Uh, that's that sucks. Uh, we, we wanted to hear from you guys, but if you're watching this later, Comment, we will respond. Yep, you can still do that. And don't forget, if you're listening on audio, you can always go over to YouTube, give us a comment. Let us know what you think about what's going on or what you think about the show or whatever. And, and, and of course, as everybody should know by now, it's available on all your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, Apple, even iHeart. So you can find it just about anywhere. Um, any last words before we wrap it up, Stephen? Well, I just feel so much better, Robert. I'm just so glad that the series is tied again and 
now anything can happen. I mean, you just kind of start with a clean slate. And that's kind of what the Astros needed to do is start with a clean slate. It's 2-2. Now tomorrow's game is going to be one of those late afternoon games. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I'm going to be keeping my grandson. So I may be, you know, having one you know, part of me on the game and part of me watching him. Of course, my wife is helping, so that helps some. But going to be interesting. The, the game six or game five, rather, should be very interesting tomorrow. Hope it's an exciting game and hope the Astros can come out on top. Yeah, and we're, I'm going to say something about uh, the fact that you, you've got your hands full a little bit tomorrow. But I just also want to remind everybody before I do that, this is for Texans and Rockets fans. We're going to throw out our usual midweek show that I do with my co-host, Sean Bajani. It's going up at lunch tomorrow, Friday, where the two of us will look at the Texans and playoffs. Yes, Texans and playoff conversation. I'm saying that in the same sense. Who would have believed that playoffs? just a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're also going to playoff sounder. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we also got to hit Rockets uh, preseason storylines. Uh, lots to get to with me and Sean. So look for that around lunch time. And, uh, you know, sorry for the late thing, but it's just with the crowded Astros schedule, didn't have a chance to record the last couple of days. Also worth the mention that tomorrow's live Astro postgame will feature special guest Astros expert, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. And, you know, if, if, Jim, if Jimmy, uh, uh, you know, if he can just just barely – hold up the flag for what Steven does on a regular basis. We'll be, no, he, he knows his stuff, right? Hey, listen, Jimmy, Jimmy's watched, probably watched some of these guys play, come up through the farm system. I mean, you know, he, he knows these guys even better than I do like the back of his hand. So I'm excited that Jimmy's going to be a part of the show tomorrow. Cause yeah, he definitely knows his stuff. He keeps up with the Astros farm system, but I know he watches. I know he's been watching this postseason. You can't, you can't help, but if you're an Astros fan, Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and go Strohs. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.